The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 117 of Spur of the Moment. Yes, sir. And the Spurs played a really good ball game, a really close ball game against Kawhi Leonard and the L.A. Clippers, losing by a score of 131 to 126. But the Spurs did compete well. They battled them tooth and nail. But, of course, Kawhi Leonard... As we all know, he scored 36 points for the Clippers and led them to the win over the Spurs. That drops the Spurs' record to 14 wins, 32 losses, and improves the Clippers to a 24-24 and record. But, you know, Kawhi Leonard, mixed emotions, obviously seven strong years with the Spurs, but the fatal end, which has led us to the season that we're having now. So I always keep that in the back of my memory, but... Let's get back to the game. Drew, what were your thoughts about the game against the Clips? Yeah, so with the loss, only by five points. And in this game, I think we played very good, actually. Putting up 126 points on really good efficiency. In this game, the San Antonio Spurs shot 57.3% from the field and 53.8% from the three-point line. And they only had seven turtle t- total turnovers. So a really good game from the Spurs. The Clippers just came out in the first quarter and 40 points, which really got them this win. What are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, no, I, I did like the way they protected the ball, and that's important as we develop. Obviously, we know our defense has been historically bad <laughs> as far as Spurs go, but, uh, you know, that's just one of the growing pains of having a bunch of 19-year-olds and 20-year-olds and 21-year-olds and all the way up. But uh, anyway, let's get on to our draft pick lottery tonight and we're going to spin it we always do this after a game the rest of the season so you guys will have a strong grasp of potential future spurs and tonight's lottery puts us at the six pick which slated on the tankathon app puts osar thompson who's amen thompson's brother amen thompson slotted to go third or fourth in that draft but his Brother, twin brother, who's also six foot seven, actually weighs five more pounds than Eamon Thompson. Uh, Oscar Thompson's also with Overtime Elite, and he actually averages this season 16.2 points, 6.9 rebounds, 5.4 assists, 2.8 steals, and 1.4 blocks. That's the one book on the Thompson brothers is both Eamon and Oscar Thompson are both great defenders, which I think fits really well with the silver and black, especially after this historically bad season. What are your thoughts if we get that potential draft pick? And that actually, ladies and gentlemen, falls on, that was what we have on this draft at the number six pick, which, you know, yes, I know we're top four worst, but the way the lottery works, we could fall into the six pick. What are your thoughts about Oscar Thompson? Yeah, well, I think Oscar Thompson is a very, very, very good player, but I do think that he could go a little bit higher than number six. Um, I think that that's most likely, but I'm also looking at a guy like Cam Whitmore from Villanova. I think he might fall to the sixth spot. I mean, Nick Smith might fall there. He might go a little earlier. Anthony Black from Arkansas. So, 
Um, I think that Oscar Thompson is the most likely, but I wouldn't be surprised if he goes a little bit earlier than that. Yeah, and Cam Whitmore, he talked about from Villanova. That's another one that's slated to be up there. He's six foot seven, two hundred twenty-five pounds, so pretty big body. But uh, he's with Villanova, and uh, you know, he, big big time defender this year for Villanova. He's averaging twelve point five points, five point two rebounds, and uh, one point six steals. Uh, the assists are, are minimal and the blocks are minimal, but his three-point percentage is 35%, so he can shoot the three a little bit. But to, No, I'm glad you brought up Cam Whitmore and uh, a couple of those other guys like uh, uh, if, if Brandon Miller, we get so lucky he happens to fall, or uh, Nick Smith Jr. from Arkansas, another He's real, not even the best player at Arkansas in this draft. I don't know. Anthony he's, Black, I think, might be a little bit better. Well, he's rated uh, – uh, Eighth overall and blacks rated 14th overall based on the draft. So that's where we sit. But anyway, that that brings us to our pick segment. Now for the top two, bottom two. Drew, you've got it. Who are your top two? Do you want to start it? Nope. It's your turn. All right. So for my number one top two, I'm going to go with Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson had a really, really good game in this game. Keldon Johnson had 23 points, two assists, three rebounds, shooting 9 of 16 from the field and 3 of 7 from the three-point line in 35 minutes. A great night from Keldon Johnson. My second top two, I decided to go with Josh Richardson. And a really good game from Josh Richardson. He had 17 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, shooting 6 of 10 from the field and 3 of 5 from the three-point line in 22 minutes. So those are my top two. Let's hear yours. All right, yeah, so... I had Zach Collins as my number one. I liked the spark that he brought in off the bench. He ended up with 17 points, knocked down a three, and was seven of nine overall shooting. Zach Collins, who's really developed into the enforcer on the Spurs, doesn't back down from any challenge, so he was my number one. And my number two, I thought long and hard about this one, uh, between Romeo Langford and Keldon Johnson. I eventually decided to go with Romeo Langford just because of his peripheral stats. He did have 13 points on 6-10 shooting, knocking down a 3. But he also chipped in with 6 rebounds and 5 assists. So I really liked his overall uh, full game. And, you know, that was a big-time big, big time performance for uh, Romeo Langford. And he also blocked a shot, which had, had a crucial time in that game to, to help keep it a little bit tighter. So that were my top two. What about you? Bottom two now. Yeah, so for the bottom two, the bottom two was actually really tough for me. In this game, with only having seven turnovers, nobody really, really had a bad night. I would give one person that had a bad night. My number one bottom two is Doug McDermott. In this game, Doug McDermott had two points, uh, one turnover, and he shot one of five from the field and 0 of two from the three-point line in 14 minutes. So he makes it on my number one bottom two. In my second bottom two, I'm going to go with somebody who didn't play. That's going to be Kata Bates-Diop. He's just going to be on my bottom two because he didn't play because it was actually tough to come up with a second bottom two. So he will be mine. All right. My second bottom two. Well, I had Doug, Dougie McBuckets as my number one on my bottom two as well. And then I actually kind of did exactly the same thing as you just because it was so difficult. There wasn't a whole lot of poor shooting nights or a whole lot of turnovers. I mean, offensively, that was a great game for the Spurs. Um, so my second one on my bottom two would be Isaiah Roby, who's really seemed to fall out of favor as the season's marched on. And, I, you know, I don't, I don't know where his future lands with the Spurs, but judging by the second half of this season or, or the, the next 
40, uh, 41 games after the midway point. He just really hasn't been contributing much. So that's the top two, bottom two. Now it's time for the question of the day. This one goes to Drew. What do you got? Yeah, so this question comes from Jacob in London, Texas. His question asks, is Jeremy Sohan a top 10 rookie in this season? What are your thoughts on that? I think most definitely yes. And I, I'll, I'll say this. You know, there's some guys that I, I've seen some things from. Obviously, Paulo Bancaro has been the man. But then throw out Chet Holmgren because he hasn't been on the court. Jabari Smith now is injured and out for a, a lengthy period of time. So there's your top three picks. They're all uh, have have suffered some, some time and some injuries. Um, Jay Nivey hasn't been super impressive to me. Uh, what? No, he hasn't been super He's impressive. He's better than Sohan. I disagree. 100%. And uh, so I think, without a doubt, the, uh, I do think he is a, uh, a top 10 rookie of this season, um, just based on what I've seen and how much he contributes to, to other parts. What about you, Drew? What do you think? Yeah, I definitely think he's a top 10 rookie. I think he's going to go about 6th or 7th here. He just has a lot of upside, too. He's probably the best defender on this rookie class, I'd say he's probably one of the. He's a really good offensive player, but I definitely say his defensive skills are really what puts him up there. So he is definitely top ten. So those are my thoughts on the question. All right, good deal. And, and other people is uh, Walker Kessler for Utah Jazz. He's had a really oh, solid he's probably, year. He's had a really strong year. Uh, Keegan Murray's had a good year with the Kings. Um, I'm sorry, I, I stand corrected on Jaden Ivey. I didn't see his numbers until I, I just kind of spouted off on that, but I'm going to correct myself because 15.1 points a game as a rookie <laughs> is pretty impressive. Um, Benedict Mathurin for the Indiana Pacers has really scored a lot um, for them, but he doesn't contribute. His shooting percentage is kind of low, but he has scored a lot of points. So, um, But, you know, Paulo Bancaro, I, I think that's a really good question, though, when I'm really looking at it closer is, I mean, do you think, here's the, here's the million-dollar question, who do you think has been a better rookie so far, Jalen Duran or Jeremy Sohan? Sohan? What do you think? I'd have to give the edge to Jeremy Sohan just by a little bit, but Jalen Duran has been putting up good numbers on a not-so-great team. Yeah, he really has. He's a better rebounder probably overall, but I just I am a Jeremy Sohan fan. I see all the other stuff and the attitude that he brings. And so I I still think he's a top ten top ten player. All right, next segment of our show is This Day in Spurs History. And I'm gonna dial it back to January twentieth, two thousand three, when the Houston Rockets came into San Antonio to play the Spurs, and they were two of the best teams in the NBA at that point. The Spurs had uh, a record after beating the Rockets of 26 wins and 14 losses. They beat the Rockets by a score of 87 to 82. And that Rockets team, I'll throw some names from the past, but Yao Ming and Steve Francis were two really good players for him. Katino Mobley was also on that team. So the Rockets were really talented, but the Spurs ended up winning that one that night. And uh, leading score for your Spurs, I'll I'll – let you take a guess. In 2003, who do you think the leading scorer was in that game that the Spurs beat the Rockets? David Robinson or Tim Duncan. Which one? David Robinson. <clears throat> Tim Duncan. 32 points. Out of 87 points, he scored 32 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 block shots. Your second leading scorer, 
that would have been your your answer. David Robinson, 14.7 boards, two steals, two blocks. D-Rob doing what D-Rob does. That was toward the end of his career back in 03. Tony Parker had 11 points, 8 assists. And I just have to make note of my least favorite podcaster, Stephen Jackson, who was 3 of 10 shooting, 30%. So whenever you hear the nonsense that Stephen Jackson's spouting out, talking about Pop and Tony Parker, just remember who was at the bottom of the stat sheet that night. So that's my take. I just want to remind the people that any haters that come the Spurs way, we turn them away. All right. Now it's time to preview the upcoming game. The Spurs at Portland to play Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers. That's going to be on Monday night at 9 p.m. Drew, what can you tell us about Portland? Yeah, so I think this Portland Trailblazers is a really good team. I think they have three really good players on this team with their superstar being Damian Lillard, who has been great this year. He's been averaging 29 points, three rebounds, seven assists. They also have Anthony Simons, who's averaging 22 points, two two rebounds, three assists, and Jeremy Grant, who's averaging 21 points, four rebounds, two assists. I think that's a really good trio, and that'll really contribute to this team, and I think they're a really high-powered offense. What are your thoughts on the Trailblazers? Most definitely, and they're coming off a big loss to uh, the GOAT and the Lakers. Oh. They're coming off, he scored 37 points and had 11 rebounds, LeBron James, Beat them just the night before. So uh, they're going to play a little angry, a little ticked off. One of the players that stood out for me with Portland watching them earlier was Anthony Simons. I like him just because that's our cat's name. But he, he also is a heck of a shooter. Golly. He hit seven threes against the Lakers uh, in that night before playing the Spurs. Uh, but they're, they're an intriguing team to me. I think Portland is one I, I don't think you should sleep on. There'll be one of those tough outs in the first round of the playoffs. So, uh, going to be an interesting, interesting game Monday night for the Spurs. Who's your player to go off, and what's your prediction, Drew? Yeah, so for my player to go off here in this game, give me Doug McDermott, who I don't pick very often on my top two. I really just don't. But he hasn't um, had a good game in a while, so Doug McDermott is going to be my player to go off. And my prediction for this game. I'm going to go with the Trailblazers to win this game by four points. I think Damian Lillard is going to hit some clutch shots to really win this game for the Trailblazers. All right. Well, we'll see how that plays out. I've got uh, my player to go off. I'm going to go with Keldon. I'm going to go Keldon Johnson. I know that's a safe pick, but I just have a feeling he's got a big night brewing. Um, unfortunately, I've got the Portland Trailblazers winning by 11. I think it's going to be a, a tough game. I, I think teams like them, after a, a loss like that in L.A., are going to play a little pissed off, and uh, the Spurs better be ready for that. I hope I'm wrong, but uh, that's what I got on this one. So that brings us to the end of this episode of the Spur of the Moment podcast. Thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Drew, would you take us home, please? Yes, thank you, everybody, for listening. And as always, go Spurs!